Hi Adewale, uh, it's so nice to talk to you. Uh, such an honor and congrats on the film Marlo. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me and definitely thank you for taking a look at the film. I'm happy that you enjoyed it. I understand you're in Cape Town at the moment. That's so awesome. How many times have you been to South Africa? Yes, I'm in the CPT. I, this is my second time. I came here 11 years ago. So, um, and, and, you know, it was a short stay then, three weeks to a month. This has been a six-month venture, and um, I've really gotten to know Cape Town and love it, to be honest. That's awesome. If you don't mind me asking, what are some of your favorite things to do in Cape Town? Ooh, I mean, uh, there's so much to do here. I mean, look, it's it's a spectacularly beautiful city. I mean, and, and where I, you know, stay most of the time uh, on the coast here, um, you know, there's the long promenade. I'm always doing my bike. Um, my bike uh, runs down there. I, I I get out on the water as well. I'm jet skiing. I'm I'm I'm, I'm on the boats. I do my treks up, um, you know, Lion's Head. I'm on Signal Point. I'm up there watching the sunsets. Uh, you name it, Camps Bay. I'm there. I've even <laughs> been to Durban and done the the safaris twice. You know what I mean? I'm like I'm I'm really you know, getting my full share of CPT while I'm here. I love it. Oh, I love that. Well, welcome. <laughs> um, you've got a long list of film credits to your name. I mean, The Born Identity, Suicide Squad, Pompeii, Mummy Returns, the list goes on. What drew you to this film, Marlo? Um, you know, to, I've always had a love for the film noir and and particularly the 1920s and 30s era. I'd always wanted to play a character. Um, you know, being British, it, it just... Uh, and also, I, I, I like to be known as a character actor where I can disappear. And that is just one world and, and realm that I'd always been attracted to. The, the, the You know, it was, it was an era where men and women were very smartly dressed and um, the hair was perfect, the suits were great. The cars were, you know, incredible. Um, the music, and I'm, I'm, I'm very much a jazz lover. I played a trumpet myself, so you know, just that seduced me. Um, and and the character as well was really, it's quite an interesting character because it's not what you what you you know think. He, he he looks one way, but is another. And and to be able to play those layers, you know, an intelligent black man within that era was something that excited me. And of course, to work with the, the great Neil Jordan, who really is a pioneer of British cinema, um, you know, it was a no brainer for me to, even though I happened to be shooting something at the time, um, his dark materials, and, and that was in Wales and England and in and, and Great Britain and, and having to fly back and forth, um, it, it was a logistical kind of <laughs> um, feat I had to do, but it was worth it. Wow. And you mentioned the cars just now. Uh, your character, of course, is a chauffeur. Did you actually get to drive the vintage cars? And how different are they to what you're used to driving? Well, the answer to that is yes, I, I did. Neil, uh, the director, is very much about 
you know, immersing you in that world. And, and he likes to have the actors do everything. So um, I very much had to drive those cars with the long monologues and going up the hills and round sharp corners. And I can tell you this, those cars are not built for big men. Um, they, I, you know, I watched all those movies, but I realized the James Cagneys and all those guys about four foot high, um, four foot tall, because both myself and Liam Neeson, you know, were over six foot two and we, we were, we were, you know, our knees were up to our chest in those cars, and and um, you know they, you know they they stick, you know, obviously cars are not automatics, and it it was it was a learning curve having to um, maneuver in those very large vehicles with the cameras following you both at the side and in the front and um you know you've got an a-list actor who you don't want to injure while you're giving your monologue it was all a bit hairy at certain points but we got there and um it actually it was it was fun i think liam got one or two bumps in the head from a few sharp uh stops that i made but we survived <laughs> That's so funny. Um, he, did say, he did say he wouldn't be hiring me as a chauffeur at any time. <laughs> but, but then that's all right because I'm an actor anyway. Yeah, thank goodness. Um, you, of course, play uh, Cedric or Cedric, as he says. Um, what yeah. do you enjoy about the character? You know, he's just smooth. <laughs> if, if, if Cedric was a drink, he would be Remy Martin. You know what I mean? Cause he's, he's smooth with no hangovers. That's Cedric. And, and, you know, he's, um, he's one of these guys who's very, very like, um, unassuming, but at the same time he sees everything, observes everything and is able to discern between the lines of what's going on. So, on the face of it, he's a chauffeur, but you know, as without giving any spoilers to the the you know the listeners, you know, you'll see that there's there's a very um, how can I say uh, intelligent and uh, decisive side to him, where he's able to really unravel the plot. Um, quite cleverly he doesn't miss a beat Cedric and also that's always the kind of guy you want beside you when you get in trouble so um it was nice playing those those different layers um especially in that era because you don't always see black characters portrayed with real intelligence uh there, there were a lot of stereotypes back in those days and Cedric or Cedric as he calls himself was not one of those. So I, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. And as you mentioned, the film is set in the 30s. If you could go back in time to a different era just to go and visit, which one would it be? That, that would be it. That would be it. Because as I said, I'm a jazz lover. And, you know, um, I know it was complicated with Jim Crow back in those days. But I think um, there was... Um, you know, there was there was a there were different values in those days, how people dressed and respected themselves, how they treated women. Um, you know what I mean? It was, you know, chivalry was really something that was um, honored and, 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 you know, um, you know, put as a priority back then. So I liked all of those mannerisms and customs and I love the suits, the flashy suits, the cars, the, the music, the dances that they used to do, you know, um, and the humor, you know, to be able to play that kind of dialogue 
uh, the witty banter that they used to have back then. So that that was definitely one of my bucket lists to go back to, and I'm just glad I got to do it with in the skillful hands of Neil Jordan alongside um, Liam Neeson. That was fun. Yeah, I guess that's the beauty of acting. Um, speaking of Liam Neeson, uh, aside from one or two bumps on the head, what was it like working with him? Yeah, man, it was great. It was really great. Um, you know, the two characters uh, initially uh, seem like adversaries and may well become unlikely allies. Um, what what was important for the two of us as actors was to be able to have that organic connection so that it could translate through the characters and on the screen. And Liam was very generous and he's a you know consummate professional very very prepared as as am i and so we clicked and um he's got a great sense of humor because you know we spent a lot of time in that car <laughs> and so when they when they're changing uh, cameras and stuff there were a lot of jokes a lot of old stories that we were you know sharing with each other so um it, it was it was just fun and you know, I have a lot of respect for him as an actor. Uh, so, you know, he, to, to be able to play with him was a delight. Uh, I, I recall one, 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 one of our first scenes, we both came out of this, this doorway and where we'd been locked up for a while. And, and I pulled out my handkerchief and dabbed my brow. And so did he. And we looked at each other like, he's like, oh, um, okay, you, you're going to do the handkerchief thing? I said, like, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I'll do the handcuff thing. And, you know, like, he's wiping his head with his handcuff, with, with his um, sleeve and I'm doing it. So it, it was that kind of relationship. We, we kind of worked, worked with each other to work out the scene. It was a lot of fun. That's so awesome. And, and what do you think it is about detective and sort of crime mystery stories that makes them so intriguing? I think, um, you know, these these genre of movies, particularly Marlowe's, um, you know, um, <clears throat> they treat the audience as if they're intelligent because you as the audience get to be the detective. You know, you, 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 you watch every every scene and, you know, it's like a game. Oh, he did it. No, she did it. No. And, and, and you know, you, you just look for the clues. And so you get it's very immersive for the audience. You get involved and, and to see if you're right. Oh, no, no, I knew it was him. No, I knew it was her. You know what I mean? So I think we miss these movies nowadays because everything is so cut and dry. You know who the villain is. You know who the hero is. But with 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 these movies, it's what I call the intelligent uh person's thriller and and it, you, you you can't miss anything otherwise you, you you know you won't you won't get to the end the clue so um and it's so nuanced and the banter is uh, very witty but there's clues in everything so it's very much a thinking person's thriller and and there's something for all it's got dynamic action as well it's got beautiful women and you know, cool, handsome-looking men, and it's all in there. But I think if you like, um, you know, to figure things out and 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 be part of that experience, this is definitely that type of movie for you. And finally, Aduale, what do you hope people will take from this film when they watch it? Um, I think, you know, what this film does as well, because it is, uh, it exists in a period of old Hollywood, I think hopefully people will have that nostalgia for some of those older movie uh, 
movies and storytelling uh, formats. You know what I mean? Because as I've said, um, everything today is fast and furious, basically. And and here we have nuance. Here we have a thriller that's intelligent. Um, so I think maybe people might just take the foot off the pedal a little bit in life and just lay back and enjoy the ride and 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 just enjoy the experience of being immersed in a movie and being part of the movie, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I just hope that they, you know, embrace the love of film noir once again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Awesome. Adewale, thank you so much for your time. And it's been an honor talking to you. Enjoy South Africa. Oh, yeah, I aim to do that. Thank you very much for having me. And, and again, thanks for watching the film. Guys out there listening, I hope you enjoy it. Catch up from some of the best moments from the 5 Drive team by going to 5FM's Catch Up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.city.